0: 12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Time now to feature another food blogger on the show. You know that they have great recommendations to make sure that you have not only great date nights or weekend brunches, but just have a good time while you're dining at F&B outlets in Singapore. And today on the show, I've got Maylin Yeo. She's a food blogger based in Singapore. Her blog is called Dining with Maylin. Welcome. How are you?
1: Hey, hi, I'm great. How about you?
0: Yeah, really good. Your food blog was born out of your interest of food and social networks during the COVID period. Actually, it started properly just before the pandemic and it's just over Uh two years old now. But you went into full force during the pandemic. So how did you grow your audience during that time?
1: During that time, I um, I visited a lot of new restaurants And I made friends with um, the chef As well as, you know, um, the staff that I got very friendly with them And because of my love for food And I, I cook as well at home So I could really make conversations with the chef and also the staff And um, in terms of um, explaining them about my experience at home cooking And also um, the food that they sort of uh, displayed to me So I grew t- Then after that, they realised that I'm a food blogger They gave me more rel- more relevant information to put on my social media and my um, blog platform whereby you know um, more and they also started to repost my content and uh, this uh, sort of grew my followers gradually
0: yeah we have a lot of bloggers that started with their adventures with food and the F&B scene in Singapore particularly during the pandemic so what makes you different to a lot of food bloggers out there why are you unique
1: I've run this blog for almost two years now because I wanted to share my experience on my knowledge on food and travel with the rest of the world. I grew up in Singapore, but ever since I was a little kid, I lived in multiple cities, which has helped me to develop an interest in finding beautiful places to visit and eat. So one day I thought to myself, Hey, why not share this experience that I have with the rest of the world? And I hope to inspire some people with my knowledge on food and travel. And I thought to myself that I believe, you know, food is a reflection of you know culture and traditional values of the particular place. And a way of capturing this moment is through photography. So on my blog, you'll see a lot of visuals, very, very nice visuals and photography because I put a lot of pride in it. And uh, I feel like he uh, so far today, he has engaged with my audience pretty well. So other than the photography and also the content, the, the photography also make a very big difference because, you know, many, many people like to see like beautiful things. Uh, uh,
0: visual, uh, right? Yeah, everyone needs right, to see right. that to, visuals, be, yeah. to be drawn to these different outlets as well. You've grown to over 6,000 followers now with... One 100 visits per day on your blog. Did it shock you how quickly it grew, the page and also uh, your social media?
1: Actually, when I started my blog and my social media, I really, because my genuine interest was just to share my experience with people. I didn't expect to grow um, so much followers. And many of my followers are actually from chefs from different um, restaurants and cafes. I just felt really very happy and motivated that, um, you know, people really, they sort of like, um, they really liked my passion and my energy when I'm there. So like this has motivated me to come up with more blog posts and go to more places so that I can share with more people. So I've been every week actually before the pandemic, I've out like at least four to five times a week. But now like I try to go out more often uh, so that I can share. And now that I'm documenting it now down on my blog, it has been a very um, kind of like a motivation for me uh, to to continue this uh, food journey with people.
0: You have a full-time job. This is Side Hustle. How do you strike the balance to make sure that you're on top of your content but also you don't slack off at work?
1: This has been a, a question that so many people have asked me. I just got this question like this yesterday when I was dining with my friends. The thing about this, um, having another interest that I have, you really need to have discipline. So for me, my discipline is every day. So I will set aside at least one or two hours to write about my content, about my blog, and really plan for my what my next food journey is. So I have actually like a calendar, a diary that I jot down all the dinings that I'll be going for the month and also next month month and I prepare accordingly um, to uh, the content that I will be creating, doing research work. So it really takes a lot of time and effort and discipline. uh. Rather than, you know, watching Netflix at home, I take the effort to actually go and Google and, you know, um, and write it out, you know, on my Word document so that I can prepare content um, almost daily um, so that I can keep engaging with people who, you know, want to know what's in trend now or they want to know where to go. Yeah, but the thing is that I'm still growing. Um, I'm still learning also. So I'm learning from the other food bloggers and also uh, feedbacks from chefs and also my other friends. So hopefully by end of this year, I hope to grow more of my content from currently I'm at about 100 blog posts. I want to grow a bit more to 200 or 300 blog posts and getting wider, um, reach to my audience, maybe to start a YouTube channel even to talk about my blog uh, food and travel journey. Yeah.
0: Nothing wrong with watching Netflix, particularly on the weekend, but also we can use our time to be more productive. You know, your life as a food blogger, we've really appreciated the culinary scene we have in Singapore, particularly during the pandemic. And a lot of restaurants had to you know, shut down and close for good. But we also saw the birth of multiple new outlets. So let's start with some recommendations that you have. Um, let's start with maybe a casual date night spot.
1: So um, my friend and I, we went to this place called California Republic. It's the sister restaurant of Neon Pigeon, um, located on Amoy Street. Beautiful thing about this is that it's themed in the 1960s retro chick that serves um, Southern Californian and Italian spread. So it's quite an interesting mix. So when you first walk in um, this uh, restaurant, the interior design is stunning is beautifully decorated with you know wooden surf wagons and it's set in a very cozy living room with retro cushions and lamps that somehow reminds you of um, walking into a mid-century modern pop culture scene um it costs around both of us is about hundred dollars or less per person i highly recommend this as, uh, as one of the few uh, retro cheap restaurants to check out this season drinks ambiance is perfect for date nights for groups restaurants have pretty good wine list and cocktail lists uh, i track like almost All the lists on the menu Uh, And the wine is pretty good Mainly from California
0: Let's move on to maybe one more Quite a, a list to get through So give me one more
1: Chacinda has been there for some time um, about a year already but it's still one of the newest and hipest Peruvian cuisine in town uh. yeah it's just a wide selection of Peruvian dishes you know and uh, uh it's a very and it has a very special selection of tacos and if you if you make a, a request for it so overall the five of us I went as a group so um it's about hundred dollars per packs there's, there's quite a wide variety of uh, Peruvian dishes that you can you can select from uh. so it's a great place for casual dining on a weekend
0: Casual dining on a weekend, two great spots to have a nice relaxed date night Well, let's move on to some brunch ideas A couple of great options here where's your favourite place to go when it comes to brunch
1: I live in the east side so there's this new um, cafe Natsu it's uh, on Juchet Road
0: by chef no. Louis Barker yes. from Somer yes Yeah.
1: so if you've been to um, his uh, one Michelin star Somer Dining this is his cafe that he opened um, just I think last year yeah it's very so new it's, located, it's very uh, new yeah, yeah it's really new yeah it's located on Juchet Road in a very stunning 1920s Parana kind of heritage building so it's, it's a very beautiful her- you know where, where a lot of the heritage buildings are so uh, when you walked in it's like you're walking into sort of like a Japanese kind of modern scene there top there's the um, sando's. The, the beef sando's is amazing the wagyu beef I guess the sides the fries and all but we had the wagyu beef and, and sort of the salad so every they have quite a number of sando's that you should select from uh, but we only selected the, the wagyu beef but the other ones are pretty good like the chicken one my friend Ordered the Chichen Katsu um, Sando, which is really good. Yeah, so sandwiches there are, are very um, popular.
0: Okay, one more brunch spot that you will recommend to our listeners.
1: There's another place. Uh, it's called Jimmy Monkey. It's, we just visited it uh, last week. Park residence uh, is at Paya Labour Quarters. So it's way it's tucked at, at the back of a corner um, where there's a beautiful garden there at PLQ. So they have pretty good coffees and avocado sandwiches to go. Yeah. Date
0: night sorted, brunch sorted. Before we let you go, Let's do some fine dining picks because, I mean, sometimes special occasions, want to splash the cash, maybe an anniversary, Valentine's Day is coming up as well. <laughs> so uh, give us a few recommendations here. I've gone through your list and uh, there's one I really like. Tell us more.
1: Okay, so uh, for fine dining, right, um, I've been into this, for the local fine dining, there's this place at Mustard Seed, which is at Brighton Presents, held by Chef Gand Minkyat, who serves his uh, personal uh, interpretation of Singapore food, inspired by, um, you know, Japanese cuisines. uh. So this fine dining, omakase style menu, is about eight courses. It's about 200 per person, uh. The location is in this very small um, store, which is has uh, only thirteen seaters, which is a bit difficult to get. If you if you speak to the other foodies, right, it's it's quite. Um, tough, it's quite difficult to um, get a slot because of the limited amount of seats. Yeah, but overall, um, the menu is very comforting and very innovative. They use a lot of flavors based in Singapore and techniques that he has learned from. Because he's, in his previous experience, he's, he start, um, he was working as a chef in Kandernat, uh, which is a Piranakan uh, one Michelin star restaurant, and also Goto Motsan, which is another Japanese restaurant. Yeah, so he he marries the technique of you know Singapore flavors. He uses the low local ingredients here uh, and also marries it with Japanese kazeke uh, cuisine and presents a storyline to tell, um, you know, the diners there. Yeah, so overall, um, I, I would recommend, highly recommend if you like to go to private, want to try something a bit local.
0: And I see Labyrinth as well, which is um, similar, elevating Singaporean cuisine. If you had to pick one or the other, which one do you go for?
1: Okay, both of my, both are very good friends of, of mine, okay? But uh, Labyrinth, um, Chef Han, he has been a very inspiring chef Chef, a very very friendly one indeed. He has worked very hard since the beginning, and when he opened in two thousand and fourteen, uh, and he has um, his restaurant, a uh, labyrinth, is a one Michelin restaurant, and he serves um, neo Singaporean cuisines. So the beauty about his dishes is that he marries Singapore hawker flavor and also like the, the some of the local taste of the the city flavors, and his also his childhood growing up food memories and his food. So you get to see a lot of very interesting um, dishes.
0: The chicken rice.
1: Yes, like the chicken rice. And and, and the all. steak
0: as well, inspired yes. by his yeah. granddad.
1: So overall, um, Labyrinth is a pretty good place to go. Um, also on a date night, it's about $200 if you go for lunch. Uh. So I, I highly, I also highly recommend um, this fine dining place. Uh, if you want to explore another place uh, for locusing by a local chef, Chef Han um, Labyrinth is a great place to go to.
0: It certainly is, LG yeah. Han. Uh, What a man and uh, very sustainable, of course, the restaurant as well. Been talking all about getting great recommendations when it comes to F&B Picks right here in Singapore with a food blogger, Maylin Yeo. Thank you so much for your time joining me on the show. Have a great rest of the day.
1: Thank you so much for today, Adrian If you liked more recommendations Please do visit uh, Diningwithmeilin.com Or you can send me an email uh, Which is uh, on my food blog also um, To share any comments Or anything that you like to talk about Whether it's the new food trends Or you know uh, Something that, that I can um, You know uh, Incorporate on my post uh.
0: Yeah, Meilin Yo on Instagram uh, Go check out all her posts About some delicious food And drinks And just her experiences Around Singapore And also the world Thank you so much To listen to more great interviews Download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download our audio app that's A W E D I O available on Google Play or the App Store.